Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. You are now listening to Your Life, the Mixtape. On this episode of Your Life, the Mixtape, I am joined by a person who has more degrees than a thermometer, who is an author, an educator, a podcaster, and undoubtedly one of the most brilliant minds of our time. Please join me in welcoming the absolutely incomparable Dr. Candace Rouser. Hello. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for all those great words, but you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, well, you know, I'm just whatever. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for, for being here. I'm, I'm very excited to have you on the show. I, so, so tell me, uh, what is the last song that you listened to? Oh my, okay. So <laughs> it was actually much earlier today, the day um, that we're speaking. I actually, um, it's in Portuguese, I believe. So I don't even, um, <laughs> I don't even remember what it, I know that the theme of it is talking about marriage in this West African country called Guinea-Bissau. I had looked up this artist, her name is Yasmin, and I found out about her by listening to BBC Africa. Um, they feature music uh, across the continent. Um, I'm not sure if it's a particular day, um, you know, a day of the week. And so, yeah, it was just, I just decided to look her up because uh, through one of those DNA companies, actually African Ancestry, not like the 23andMe, the general one, but through African Ancestry, um, I traced my DNA to Guinea-Bissau. So that's what made me interested was to see, you know, if I can have a, include in my playlist, um, an artist from the country that I've been connected to through my mother's side, through DNA. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that last song I listened to. <laughs> it's like crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who is an artist that you feel like everybody should be listening to? I think I'm going to go into the um, spiritual side and say um, Miranda Curtis, <laughs> gospel artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to do that. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know, like some of her songs, the words and the music just like evoke such, I don't know, such a good feeling or whatever like that. So, yeah. <laughs> Taking it back a little bit, I, what is the first song that you remember hearing? I can't, I can't say the first, first song, but I can say the first song that left the impact, it left an impact on me because it scared the crap out of me was Michael Jackson's Thriller. That laugh. <laughs> that thing scared me so bad, but that's like, to this day, that laugh gets me. I'm like, oh, I can't take that laugh. But yeah, that's the song I remember. That's made a major impact on me. Like probably, I don't know what year that song. I don't remember what year that song came out, but I'm sure I was small. <laughs> what is the song that you always put on when you're in your feelings? But see now, hold on. What do we mean by in our feelings? Like like negative feelings, melancholy, or... just when you're feeling some kind of way. All right, Jacqueline Carr, you will win. These are gospel. Jacqueline Carr, you will win. Um, Miranda Curtis, um, God Almighty, and Travis Green, I think is keeping me or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what is the song that whenever it comes on, you are immediately put in, in a good mood? Oh my gosh. I'm going to dance too. I tell people this. I could be in the middle of lecturing. Do not let this song come on. I'm going to stop and dance. And I pray to make it to, you know, my 90s. If I can still move, I'm moving to it. Raw bass, it takes two. That's my song. That's my song. <laughs> That's my song. <laughs> That's my song. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the best song to sing in the shower? Oh, oh man. <laughs> um oh my gosh. I don't even well, I don't know for singers or non-singers, right? Because that's you know, the shower is where everybody sounds good, but um oh man. I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna pull one of the new songs, not that I've sung it myself but I'm gonna pull one of the new popular songs I guess Beyonce uh break break my soul I don't know if that's the name of the song you know it's they gonna give somebody I'm, I'm gonna keep it at that because I'm gonna get in trouble with the audience they be like she said what that's blasphemy <laughs> like, but I'm gonna just put that out there it seemed like um I recently went to um the Apollo amateur night with my family and um they had the intermission and they were playing that song and everybody was just dancing and singing and yeah so yeah <laughs> what song best summarizes what love is i'm gonna say luther vandross power of love that's my song that's another song i love that will never get old for me it's just awesome song mm -hmm. On the flip side of that question, what is the best breakup song? Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, that song just popped in my head. Yeah. 
what is the song that whenever it comes on, you're going to crank the volume up to max? My goodness. Hold on. Oh, I'm going to go to another classic, but I'm going to go to another genre. Murder, She Wrote. Um, is it? Oh, my God. Like, I mix up the names. God, people are gonna kill me on that, but murder she wrote. Dance hall, dance hall. I think it's dance hall reggae. Yeah. Reggae, dance hall, reggae, yeah. I think from the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Murder she wrote. That's ooh, that's another one. That's that genre. That's that's another song too. Like I'll stop whatever I'm doing and I got to move. Like I gotta be in my moment. <laughs> what is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? I know people will be like, no, she didn't. <laughs> because I technically was a teenager when this movie came out. And I remember my undergrad years, which is 20 years for me, finishing college. <laughs> and somebody said, oh, I got this movie. Let's watch it. And we all were like little kids. Like anything, it didn't come out when we were kids, but The Lion King. Um, the opening song, wait, Circle of Life. Man, <laughs> I know worldwide when that thing comes on, everybody's just captivated. Like, <gasps> you know, that that's the classic for me. I'm sorry, but I know it's animated, but still. <laughs> that's an that's an excellent answer. And there is um, I I saw a touring production of the Broadway show and that first note and the lights on the stage come up to like mimic the sunset. I was in tears. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we went to, we, we saw the film, my family, I think about three or four years ago, we went to see it on Broadway. It was magnificent. Like there, there aren't enough magnificent, wondrous, marvelous, superb, unparalleled pull out all the words <laughs> you know merveilleux french marvelous right i'm like i can't even i don't have enough english i don't got enough french <laughs> but anyway yeah awesome start to finish what film has the best soundtrack waiting to exhale that is the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> he said that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Waiting to exhale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Whitney. What television show has the best theme song? I got to go back to the old school. Um, the Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So for this next question, um, you are allowed to repeat an answer. Uh, so the question is, what is the best song from a Disney film? I just, well, this is what my kind of like family friend performed at Amateur Night. Go the distance from, I think, the Hercules movie. The music, like my one of my sisters and I, even I came home, like when I realized what the song, and I'd never seen the movie, but I've heard it and I played it. It's 
I, when, when I heard him sing, and I'm like, he sounds, I, I said Michael McDonald, Michael McDonald or Michael uh, Bolton, and it's Michael Bolton who sings the song. And the music, the words, the voice, even my family friend, uh, he won first place and then two times he won third place. And he won first place singing that song. And there was another lady sitting near us and she was like, oh my God, I love this song. So I came home that evening and I listened to it. The words, the voice, Michael's voice, my family friend's voice, um, and the music. I was in tears. It made me cry. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when music can move you like that, yeah. What is the song that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, this song comes on, you're going to dance to it? Dag, I already, already said it. it. All right, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, it takes two. <laughs> what is the song that means the most to you? Not necessarily because of the song itself, maybe more because of the memories you have attached to it. Oh, man. It's a song that I cannot listen to anymore without crying. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Yeah, Prince. Man, that, I, I, I mean, no, this is, about, this is music and <laughs> Prince is music, right? I did not know until his death that he played all those instruments, that he did all of that. I cried so hard, like I knew him personally because he was the third. Now, some people are gonna be like, no, she didn't. But when it comes to music and it comes to American music and the influencing global music and culture, he was the third of the Trinity. Michael left here, Whitney left here, and then he left here. And for me, they are the soundtrack of my childhood. So it hit me hard. Like I dance. I'm not going to say I'm a professional dancer and all that, whatever, but I dance a little something, something. So Michael was that measuring stick. If you were a kid that danced, especially if you were a black kid that danced. Whitney, like a lot of people don't really know this because I don't showcase. Um, but Whitney was the measuring stick if you sang. Um, one of my classmates in music class in middle school accidentally heard me singing and was like, you can sing. And that was 29 years ago. And uh, in high school, I joined the gospel choir and I would come home before everybody else in my house and I would be washing the dishes and I'll be in the kitchen trying to imitate Whitney. She was the measuring stick. She was the voice. If you wanted to sing, and especially if you were a black little girl trying to sing, she was the one. And then Prince was everything, you know? And so... Like when he passed, I was like, I cried for all three of them, but him was, for him, it was the most intense. And that song, I love the song, but I cannot, by the end of it, I'm in tears. That like for, from him, that is my song. That's my number one song. So yeah, that one there, <laughs> Purple Rain. <laughs> What song is the ultimate party anthem? You know, okay. 
<laughs> wow. Something, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Michael. I'm going to go with Michael. And you know what? I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go old school because this is one of my other all-time all favorite songs. People might be like, what? But clearly, around the time that I was born, my parents were probably jamming to this thing. Um, Shake Your Body. That's, that. okay, so it was two years ago on my birthday, right? My mom and I went to grab lunch for, for, for my birthday. It's still pandemic, so restaurants were open, but they were doing takeout. It rained all day that day. And um, we got the food, we get in the car and we're talking. My mom's got the radio on low. And then that song comes on. I was like, hold on, I turn it up. And my mom and I are just, just jamming in the car. And my mom is technically in the middle of the boomers. And I am born the last year of the Gen X. And we just jamming because that's my mom. My mom, Michael and Prince are the same, born in the same year. So, yeah. So they're kind of like, we're kind of like uncles in a way, as far as age and peer, you know, to my mom, not that she knew them personally or nothing, but, um, and so this, that song is from 1978. I wasn't even here yet, but, you know, I know they were jamming back in the day to that, that, that was the song, you know? And so my mom played it. She's big Michael, Michael fan. Um, and so, yeah, like that, song connects two generations um yeah these, these, these young kids they don't know nothing about that <laughs> oh my god that song oh man you just you can't help but move you cannot help but move but yeah <laughs> what artist makes the most appearances on your playlists mary j mary j blige <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I got somebody else's he's now controversial. <laughs> but Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Yeah. He oh man, they sometimes they just mess it up for you, Chris Brown. But that's not the one, that's not the person I had to remove. I had to you know the other recent notorious one that finally got convicted this year after almost 30 years of his <sighs> absurd, disturbing behavior. Yeah, um, that one, I mean, I, can I have a moment right here? Just a quick moment. That one, I remember the, I'm sure you probably remember rumors then too. I'm not, you know, um, this is back in the day, but that one hurts. I mean, I am, I, I it's just negative emotions. Um, I enraged, um, just devastated for the victims, for the women, the girls. Um, that first and foremost, but he's another one in the nineties. He just ruined it. He ruined it. He ruined it. It's so, he's so egregious with it that you can't, I had to take, um, I just had the instrumental, the collaboration with Cassidy. I had to take it out. I had to take it out. And there was another like inspirational song. The storm is over. That was my, I can't, I can't do, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. It, and that hurts. That honestly, because that is, like I said, the 90s. That, you know, you know, you are, I mean, a young adult, a teenager, a kid, like your parents, your grandparents, or whoever they were playing it. 
like those, when you hear it, you, it takes you back. But now to kind of get another spin on possibly what was happening in his mind, composing that, that one, it, it, it hurts because it's like a whole catalog, <laughs> you know, another, another part of the soundtrack. So yeah, we got to delete that. What is the song that reminds you of home? Any, okay, let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Anita Baker, Rapture. This is one of my mom's favorite artists. That's her part of her playlist. <laughs> Anita Baker, yeah, Rapture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like milliseconds. As soon, as soon as that song comes on or any other song of hers, it's like, yeah. Because my mom was the type that would play music when we cleaned on Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah. What is the greatest love song of all time? People going to get me. I think this is the, <laughs> the same, same title. Celine Dion, Power of Love. That. I love that that song. Oh man, that that one is another one. <laughs> um, and her voice is just a thing of nature. Like you know, and you know culturally, you like wait, hope when she first came, she sang like, and she Canadian too. She sang like that. Oh my, like Tina Marie. You like wait, how what that girl? No, <laughs> Tina Marie. Bobby Caldwell, Michael McDonald, Michael Bolton. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Now when the the person you said Bobby is that the one? Bobby hold Caldwell. On, hold on. Yeah. Is, there's a song that <laughs> I think it's him. What I don't you know won't which... do for love? Yes. Yep. We're like that dude is not black. <laughs> I mean, now Pete. Okay, hold on now. So see now we don't open the door a little bit. But no, there is a tone, like people don't, okay, I'm not a linguist. Let me put that out there. <laughs> not a linguist. Um, but I did take some French in high school and college. I did take a few semesters of Spanish and Swahili. And when I was taking Swahili, I learned something in that process. There's a tone or a pitch among, like when we talk about, when I speak of humanity, I talk about our branches. So among the African branch, AKA the black branch, generally, no matter the pitch, male or female voice, there's like this base that we have in our voices that you can tell that this is a person of African origin. I don't, you know, this is true, Stagnabbit, right? Even if, uh, if it's a woman in a higher pitch voice, there's something going on there. And I think it has to do with our original, like on the continent, obviously they still speak them, but it has to do with our original languages. And I'll just say this tidbit, like, like in Swahili, if someone asks you how you how are you doing, you say I'm I'm very well, and you say Nzuri sana or Njema sana. It's so those words, the beginning, what I'm saying, uh, the first word is Nzuri, which is N-Z-U-R-I. So that the N-Z is a consonant blend. So a lot of African languages have that. And it's almost like a humming that you're doing. And I didn't learn this until I'm taking the language and I'm realizing, like, 
that might be why, because of the sounds that we've been making for hundreds of years. And even though those of us who are part of the old African diaspora, meaning we got here to North and South America by the slave trade, we still have that. I don't know how to explain it, but we still have it. And so when we speak, you know, even if we speak, quote, standard English, there's this other element that you can tell it's a person of African origin. Um, and obviously, when we sing, there's something else. I don't know how to describe all of that. <laughs> but there's a difference. Even our Asian branch, you know, East and um, South Asian, like some of the South Asian Indian singers can get this high pitch, this like unbelievable octave that I'm like, what? Um, the indigenous branch of the Americas, like there's this difference in the sound. So to hear some of these songs or, you know, grow up listening to them and then you're like, oh, what? <laughs> because you're accustomed to a certain type of sound and you're like, oh, you know, you kind of pick it up. But yeah, even on What's Her Face, Kiki Wyatt's mom. Have you ever seen her? That, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, wow, that lady is awesome too. I mean, Kiki is awesome. But you see where she get the awesomeness from, from her mama. I said, oh my goodness gracious, but my bad. <laughs> I had to go on the side. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> what is the song that defined your generation? Oh man, hold on. Oh, see, that's not, now see, you gonna get me in trouble with the old end of Gen X because I'm going to last year. Oh man. Oh my gosh, hold on. I can't, it's hard. Because those folks born in the, the second half of the 60s, they were, you know, their first 10 years was in the 70s. Oh my gosh, hold on. Okay, hold on, okay, wait, wait, wait. I just wanna say anything, Michael. Anything Michael Jackson, I don't know. Anything Michael Jackson. I mean, because if we're just going from the generation is the year that you're born, not the year that you're kind of like growing up. I would say anything Michael Jackson. I'm the older gen, the older part, they're gonna get on me. They're gonna be like, no, Dr. C ain't say that crap. <laughs> um, then I'm trying to think of the 70s stuff. Like, I don't know, but yeah, anything Michael Jackson. In your opinion, what? <laughs> is the greatest song ever written. Wow, okay. So people kind of probably, probably gonna be like, what? You know what? It is a spiritual song. And I believe it's from, I think the group is Hill Song. I, I think they're Australian, I'm not sure, but so will I. And I believe it's pulled from some of the songs, some of David's songs. Um, it's a song that I first heard a few, three or four years ago. And I could, I mean, I can do it now, but I could not get through the first few times. And I, I kept, I had that song on repeat now. But the first few times I couldn't even get through the first verse or second without crying. Cause the words, yeah. The words are 
absolutely beautiful. So will I. I believe that it's they're they're pull like they're a mix of various songs from the scriptures. <laughs> yeah. What is the song that you could listen to over and over again and never get sick of? Oh man. Okay, hold on. Okay. It's a collaboration between um, a Kenyan group and a Nigerian artist. So the Nigerian artist, her name is Yemi Alade, and the Kenyan group is Salty Soul. And the song is called Africa because it's got the Murder, She Wrote beat on it. But it's like a song talking about the amazingness of Africa. So, yeah. So this uh, this next question tends to be the most controversial um, of the bunch. Uh, people people have very very strong feelings um, about this question um, to the point that after after every episode since I have included this question, I get an email about it. So no pressure or anything. Um, what is the greatest music video of all time? Michael Jackson's Remember the Time. You see how fast? <laughs> I didn't have to think about that. Yeah, that was a production. I mean, some people would say, oh, Thriller was too, but no, I don't remember the time. Yeah. What is the greatest musical collaboration? of all time. I was going to say, I'm like, my mind is going back to old school, trying to remember stuff from what my mom played. Am I allowed to ask you a question? Because I want to ask you a question at the end of this. It's a generational thing. I want to know if you picked up anything generationally. So just, just throw that out there. Did you pick up any generationally? Anything generationally as far as this question, the greatest music collaboration. Wow. 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 Um, I'm, my mind, I'm searching, I'm searching. Um, oh my gosh. And I, I think, it, I think um, probably as soon as I say this, <clears throat> as soon as I say this, I, I, I'm going to probably think of something else, but I'm just going to go with Whitney and Mariah. Um, the print, the, what is it? The eat um, for the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go with them. <laughs> if you could have a song play anytime you entered a room, what song would it be? I'm going to go with Alicia Keys. This girl is on fire. No, Superwoman. Well, between them two, this girl is on fire or, or um, Superwoman. <laughs> yeah, between one between those two, yeah. <laughs> what is the song that no matter what kind of playlist you're making, no matter what kind of vibe you're going for, this song always makes an appearance. I'm gonna go with anything Brian McKnight. That's the, he would be on, and I don't even know, I actually don't even have one of his songs on my old and new, but I have it on the soft sound. And but he has that, yeah. Anything Brian McKnight, like that, his voice. And another one, well, it's it's a um it's from um is it the first Noel from the 90s? Um when he opens the song, BB Whining, the smoothness of their voice, 
like butter. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't even, you know, it's, it's something like, I don't know, just that. Um, yeah, just their sound. It's, I don't know. It's just, I'm right now, I'm just thinking about it like that. And I mean, I sing, but I'm not even going to put myself out there like, um, whatever. But it's like some people's voice, the sound is just, it's just, uh, you know, I'm tapping a little, I'm going to jump in a little spiritual pool for a second. But like, we know about music and we can make these tools to make sound. But we have these voice boxes and these chords and we speak for those of us who can't speak. But for something to be placed in us by this essence above us that allows us to produce sound like that. I just think right now, just thinking about it, like that's so amazing. Um, just just an, a thing of beauty. And we, if you've been gifted with that, like Fantasia, Miss Patti LaBelle, you know, like I said, Celine Dion and Tina Marie, you are gifted with this thing that comes part of your anatomy, your physical equipment, and you could produce a sound like that is just glorious to me. And that's what I think about. I mean, that's what I think about when I hear Brian McKnight or B.B. Winans. I'm like, heaven. And my, one of my nieces said that to me years ago. It was, she was, she, she, it's her birthday just recently. She's in the picture on my Twitter timeline. Um, I think I, I think I sang, um, I think I sang, I think I know it was two songs that I sang to her because she was asking about it. She was about eight years old at the time. And um, I think it was um, the Black National Anthem, uh, I think, or something else. And she just looks up at me and she goes, I Candace, you sound like heaven. And I was like, oh, honey. And I was like, Thank you. I was like, I don't sound. She's like, no, you do. I can this. I said, wow. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hear that in other people's voices, but those two men, like they had to be sent down from the, the heavenly choir. <laughs> like, yeah. Anything Brian McKnight, cause he's got, he's R and B, but he's got that, you know, he can, when, you know what? I got to look him up to see what he's done new. But no, I don't know. Have you ever seen something? I know a few years ago, his sons, his sons sing too. Oh my gosh, his sons sing too. And they had done something together. And I said, oh, that's, there are no words to describe how wondrous that is to um, have someone with that gift to sing the music the music and then it goes to their children. I mean, obviously it's a nature and nurture thing because this is what they're exposed to. And yeah, his sons sing too. You know, you know the Winans family, the other various families too, but Brian McKnight, his sons sing also. And it was, I was like, wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sorry, I just. <laughs> You're okay. Hey, it's totally fine. What is the best song for a road trip? Unwritten. Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going through it in my head. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like going through the um, what you call it, the chorus in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the name? Sometimes, sometimes the name of the song is not the words as they put it together is not even part of the chorus. So like you kind of get thrown off. But yeah, unwritten. <laughs> yeah. What is a song that you would give anything to see played live? That Lion King song, <laughs> Circle of Life, yeah. <laughs> so we have now come to the final question. And you are you are at the gates of whatever kind of afterlifey type thing uh, that you might believe in. Um, and before they will let you through, uh, they're making you a lovely gift basket. There's muffins and some HOA type stuff that you can worry about later. Um, but they are also making a mixtape of your life. Now, Dr. Candace Rouser, the most important question that you will answer in this time that we have spent together today, what is the first song on that mixtape? Okay, it'll, it'll be another song that I like that's old school that actually was released the year I was born. Um, I, okay, he was part of the group. I think the name of the group is Change and the song is Searching. That's the first song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> um, so if you have anything that you would like to plug or if you'd like to uh, give the folks listening at home and all over the world your social media handles you are more than welcome to do so now okay well <clears throat> most of my stuff is connected to this my central location my mini website i'm one of 25 million people worldwide who use this australian company's awesome tool it's linktree um, and the handle is at Dr. Chronology. So if you simply Google, you put link tree, you can write it separately and you just put at Dr. Chronology, um, it should come up and I have everything up there, um, the Instagram and things like that. That's those are my handles for Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Dr. Chronology. My books are there, my creator page, my Patreon, um, which is basically the lectures that I delivered in college college classrooms here in New York. I just recorded them and put them up there. My commentary reacting to things happening and my chats with some of my social media peoples um, are on there too. And that's called the Facts Before Fiction Record and Repository. It's <laughs> kind of switched up a little bit. Um, yeah, so check, check me out people. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your day to talk music with me. I have, I have enjoyed this so much. And, you know, anytime you want to come back, my door is always open for you. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. And this was fun. The part that wasn't fun was it's amazing because music and the culture and the daily stuff you do, I guess, because you don't think about it, you just do it. This is like, this is like one of the first times in my life, adult life, that someone asked me a question and I have to take, I actually have to think about it. And I'm just flabbergasted by that. Like, wait a minute, 
but this was this was I, I love this conversation um yeah so just yeah you know I'll take a look around and see see what other themes you know themes conversations you have and I'll jump in there so thank you so much Greg This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.